All right, we're here for episode number 12 of the I Know What I'm Talking About podcast. I got another guy on here who's been, who I, I believe who graduated uh, around the same time I did. I think class of 2016, but he went to another high school. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I graduated from Judson High School uh, 2016, man. 2016, okay, yeah. Because I, I remember... I remember playing y'all in middle school, and oh my goodness, you we you were the biggest issue, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, man, I tried to be. <laughs> just, just you know, you were someone that we most definitely had to focus on the most. But um, let's go ahead and get started. Um, so first off, you know, let us know exactly um, where did you play college ball at? Okay, um, well, coming out of high school, um, I started at Ranger Junior College um, where I played there for uh, Billy Gillespie. I didn't actually play in any games. Um, it was just a short, short experience there at Ranger for me, and then I um, ended up transferring to Bethany College in Kansas um, where I was really successful for three years, man. I did a lot of good things there for uh, that program, and I um, ended up, you know, getting hurt, and I – took um I had get I had ended up getting hurt like right when COVID hit. So I got hurt and then COVID came and then I transferred to Angelo State uh to finish off my collegiate career. Okay. So um what how how was it playing under Billy Gillespie? Because you know that's a that's a guy who I believe who's got some who's had some head coaching stints at power five schools. Yeah man it was it was really like a, a a great experience, man. I like looking back on it now. It's that my experience um, with Billy Gillespie has like kind of molded me a lot to who I am today, man. He was real tough on me from the start, and I really didn't understand it until like I got away from it and I grew uh, more in life. But man, he was tough. He was tough on everybody that you know came through his program. But you know, ultimately, he wanted to you know pull out the best in everybody. Um, it was just, it was an insane, like, you know, situation and it changed me, but it also made me better, you know, in the process. So, like, I always uh, tell people, like, yeah, I played for Billy Gillespie, man. It was tough, but, man, I thank him so much now to this day because he's, you know, through everything I went through at Ranger, it helped me, you know, throughout my life. Right. So, basically, your stint, you know, your short stint at Ranger, you would just say that was really just, you know, a learning experience to basically just set you up for when you were at Bethany and uh, Angelo State? Yeah, for sure, man, because, you know, coming out of high school, you go straight to a junior college. There's nothing at a junior college, man. Ranger, there's nothing in the town. All we had was a um, gas station. Inside the gas station, it had a subway. Like, <laughs> you know, coming from San Antonio and being in Converse where I'm uh, everything's accessible to me and then getting to right. a place where there's nothing and I'm 18 years old and, I'm you know, it's, it's different. So, just everything that I learned from Ranger, yeah, has just molded me, man. Like the whole whole process. Right, right. So next next question. So um out of your days, you know, playing AAU and you know, all the you know, when you were at Ranger, Bethany and Angelo State, who would you say would be probably be the best player that you happen to share the court with even going back to high school when you were at Judson um man 
probably my best friend Jaren, man. Like, I I've been playing with him. You know, I've known him since first grade. We played other sports together. Um, but probably just like my best games throughout middle school, high school, AAU, and even college. You know, involved him. Um, middle school we played together. High school we played together. AAU played together. And then when I got to college at Bethany, he went to another college in the same conference. So, like, we played against each other and we played with each other. And I just think, like, man, he's probably my favorite guard to play with. Um, we just had that chemistry. Like, he knew where I was going to be. I knew where he was going to be. And, you know, he was just the, always that vocal leader that I needed on the court, you know. So, probably uh, Jaron White for sure, man. Right, yeah. I most definitely remember playing against him in middle school and high school. But um, what what position were you recruited at as coming out of high school, and also um, when you transferred, were you still you know being recruited as just a center, or were you kind of like a a stretch forward? Um, it it um really like a stretch forward, man. Like I guess my time at Bethany. Um, they hadn't really seen me play much since high school. So I got recruited as, you know, just a regular five. But once I got in there and shown, you know, that I could do more than just back to the basket and that I, you know, have more versatility to my game, it kind of expanded what they allowed me to do. And then from there on to, you know, Angelo, I was basically doing the same thing. I was able to expand my game and, you know, play outside, play inside, whatever the team needed at the moment. Right. So, you know, when when you uh, were being recruited coming out of high school, what schools were you, you know, besides Ranger College, what schools were, you know, going, going after you and, you know, that you were considering? I had um, three D1s, man. I had um, UMass Lowell. Mm-hmm. I had UIW. And then I had um, – interest from Texas State but my grades weren't good man so obviously I couldn't you know go to those uh D1 programs like I intended I uh I remember bro it was like maybe a month before I was about to make my decision um like school-wise UIW reached out to me and wanted to bring me on a visit Mm -hmm. and they knew like my situation with grades wasn't the best so they were like, well, we still want to bring you on the visit. Uh, we know that you're probably going to end up having to go JUCO. We'll follow you throughout your JUCO process. And once you're done with there, your grades are better, then we'll offer you, you know, a scholarship or whatnot. So right. those are the three schools that, you know, that were on my radar um, coming out of high school. Okay. So UIW, basically, they did the thing where they came flying in at the very last minute print pretty much yeah very last minute bro like very very last minute and, and the crazy thing is i wasn't even able to take the visit they literally called me two days before the visit and was just like well we're just gonna wait off like we can't Damn. we can't get you right now anyway so we're just gonna hold off on the visit you know you gotta go juco like i had already uh made my uh commitment to ranger at that at that time as well wow that's <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy to hear that, most definitely. Yeah, man, it's crazy, man. It's a crazy, like, process to, to go through, man. And that's yeah, one thing that I look back now, I wish, like, I would have taken grades more serious because I wouldn't have had to go deal with 
Brooks Ranger College, you know? Right. And that's, and that, you know, that brings up something else that I want to ask you that I tend to ask players, you know, past players that I've talked to that, you know, had to take a stop at a junior college. Um, what athlete, because there's, you know, still lingering around that negative stereotype of, you know, taking a stop at a junior college, rather if you're coming from a D1 or transferring to a, a JUCO or if you're going, like in your case, straight from uh, high school to a JUCO, what would you tell someone who may, maybe like a high school senior right now who is not wanting to go to a JUCO, like the option is right there for them, but they're not wanting to go. They want to go straight to a four-year, but, you know, it's really better for them to go to the JUCO for, you know, maybe a year. What would you tell them? Man, I would tell them to go do it, man. Like, it's an opportunity that a lot of people should take. Um, it just allows you to grow up a little bit. Um, a lot of people are coming out of high school, 17, 18 year old. And like, I feel like that JUCO life is still a part, like a still like a sense of feel of high school in a way mm -hmm. to where like your classrooms are smaller. You can focus on your grades. Um, your school is small. Like you don't have a lot of things that you can do in, uh, um, except like get in the gym, get better and develop at the things that you want to be great at the next level. So I would encourage people, man, if you, if you have JUCOs coming after you and you don't really have um, like the offer that you're looking for, man, take that JUCO offer, man. Cause it'll help you develop. It'll help you learn. It'll help you grow, man. Like it, it, it did that for me. And I was so happy that I went the route that I went, man, because it just allowed me to grow up. Like I grew up, like juco people say juco product like that holds weight like I, i'm a juco product because it helped me grow into what i am today and i don't think if i would have went to uiw or i would have went to umass lowell or i would have went to texas state that i would be the person i am today because like i had to work harder at that juco than i would have had to do at the other institutions right and and if you would have and if you even though you didn't take the visit with UIW, you know, all that didn't go right. If you still even would have tried to go D1 and try to skip JUCO, were you going to end up, like, you know, redshirting your freshman year? Yeah, probably so, man. Like, I probably would have redshirted or I probably would have been unhappy because I forced myself to go somewhere based off the division. Mm -hmm. So I just don't think, like, yeah, I would have taken the D1 offer, but I don't think I would have been happy. Okay. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Whatever, you know, that that's good that you did what was better for you mentally, most definitely. Yeah, for sure. So, um, now you were talking about when you were at Bethel College, um, you got hurt. How significant was your injury? Was it something that, you know, it was like a small injury, but it was, you know, bad timing or was it a, like a, a significant injury? you know, with bad timing and, you know, it kind of hindered your career, you know, if you could still move on and, you know, play. I think it was a significant injury at a very bad time um, because the um, previous year, man, I had just came off my best year. I averaged 18 and nine. I averaged 18 points, like nine and 9.8 rebounds, man. And the year, the next year I had got, uh, picking to be the preseason player of the year so wow. like I had all this hype behind my name like 
I'm killing the conference. Um, I'm getting my confidence back. You know, like I had lost a lot of confidence because I had took some time off. I didn't get to play. But then once I got, you know, to play and I seen the ball start going net and like I just yeah. got my confidence back. And then like I went that summer, I worked so hard that summer, man. I dropped weight. Like I just, you know, I got in the gym. I dedicated it to my craft that whole summer. So like I came back prepared to win player of the year, you know, and then the very first game of the season, bro, I fractured my foot like the very first game, you know? So it 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 changed everything, man. It, it like it, it changed my whole career, man. Like it was a hard thing to come back from like physically and mentally. So and then a fractured foot. So I'm assuming you was out. You well you were out probably for what a good 2 months. Man, I was supposed to be out for 2 to 2 to 4 months, bro, but I was at an NIA, bro, and a lot of people don't really know about NIAs, but like the funding isn't the best. So right. our trainer, our trainer had just taken a job at a D1 school, bro. So from when I got hurt to like the second semester, which was which was probably like four months, bro. Mm -hmm. Three to four months, we didn't have a trainer. So I didn't get any proper treatment, any proper rehab on my foot. I was just given a boot. I, I had some um, doctor's appointments that I had went to and some x-rays, MRIs, and stuff like that. But once we figured out what was wrong with my foot, I never got the proper treatment, man. I was in a boot for I don't know how long, bro. Like, I, I just was in a boot. And then when I would take the boot off, like, I I had no strength in my foot. So, like, it was, like my, my uh, recovery process was so delayed because I didn't have the proper, like, tools Relay. to – rehab and stuff like that to to get me back to where I was. Wow. That's yeah, that most definitely would drop somebody's confidence because at that point you're probably thinking, damn, I might as well just do this, try and look up, you know, stuff on YouTube to try and gain, you know, the strength back in my foot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then it was like a lot of people telling me different things on what to do and it wasn't helping. And then boom, COVID hits. And now I'm hurt and there's COVID. So, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just a, a lot hit me all at once. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's, that's crazy because most, most people probably wouldn't have come back from that because of the problem they got, you know, they didn't get no real rehab from that. So when, from the time you got hurt to the time you got, well, yeah, from, from the time you got real rehab, how long was it? Man, it happened. Um, so the season normally kicks off in, like, October, bro. Right. So I didn't get real rehab until we came back after Christmas break. So probably, like, January is when I start getting real rehab. But by that time, half your season is almost done. You're building up to March. But then when that March came, that's when COVID hit. So, like, I got – I started getting real rehab in January, started getting a little healthy, um, getting back in the gym more, um, you know, trying to be comfortable with playing on my foot. Because, I, you know, when you get hurt, you're still always like, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if I can do this right now. You know, I can do this, take this step, do that yet, because my I'm, I'm still, like, feeling pain. Mm -hmm. So, from, like, January, February, I was doing good, man, in my rehab, and then – I was like, well, the team wasn't doing too hot this year. Like, 
So I was like, I'm not going to come back. We, there's nothing for us to play for this year, really. So I'm just going to wait till the next year, and then COVID hits, and that's when I decided to transfer to Angelo State. So, you know, yeah, so basically you didn't get proper rehab until y'all went into or until y'all had started conference play? Yeah, until, until we started conference play because we had hired a new trainer, like, coming into that new semester. Wow. Yeah. By the time, you know, you got that real rehab, you could have actually been probably fully healed by then. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So when you trans when you transferred to Angelo State, um, were you trying to, you know, specifically, you know, kind of be closer to home? And what, what other schools were you uh, considering besides um, Angelo State? Um. I had a school. I really only had two, man. Like I, I did. Like I had that good year, and then I got hurt, and I had no follow up film. And mm-hmm. coming from an NAIA, like I did, it was just so hard to get people to like buy in and trust that I can bring value to their program when basically I had a whole year off with nothing behind it. You know what I mean? Right. And um, I had a school in Hawaii. They were a D two in Hawaii that I was looking at, and then. Angelo, the D2 um, in Texas. I I was so focused on that, yeah, to get closer to home. I hadn't been home or close to home in a while. And I was just yeah. like, man, like, I, I've proven myself time and time again. Like, I'm ready for, you know, the next level. Like, I can, I can play with the best of them. I mean, when I was at Bethany, we were playing D1s every year. And I right. was, you know, handling my own against those guys. So, it's like, I've proven that I can do it. So, let's just go do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the D two school, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, would in Hawaii wouldn't that be um, oh, Shamanad? Yeah, Shamanad. Yep. Okay, where they be having the Maui Invitational? Yep. Okay. Yep. My uh my head coach at Bethany, his best friend that was in his wedding is the head coach there, so they kind of connected and and had me in the loop, you know. So I could have I could have went there, but I didn't want to go way to Hawaii, man, for a D two. For real. <laughs> yeah. But so, you know, you, you get to Angelo State and, you know, how was, you know, and you talk to the coaches about your role on the team and, you know, you coming back from, you know, being off for a whole year because of, you know, your recovery wasn't right. How did that go? How did that process go, you know, trying to work your way in uh, at Angelo State? I mean, uh, in the beginning, man, it was going great, bro. Like, I was doing really good and proving myself and doing good. But it was just a a lot of, like, mental and physical stuff that I hadn't even really closed the chapter on. Like, leading from leaving from Bethany, bro, that just kind of, like, hit me. Like, am I really doing – am I really so, supposed to be doing this? Or, like, it didn't feel right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I was still feeling – in there – uh, I was mentally still not all the way there from dealing with my injury and then COVID and then just having to see all my success go away. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of tough to get into like a real groove. I had times where I was doing really good, Angela, then I had times where I was doing really, really bad. So it was kind of like a up and down roller coaster, man. And it was just, it was like the first year coming off of COVID, bro. Like I missed like five or six games, bro. Um, for not even having COVID, bro. So, like, our t- we would test all the time. And if you tested mm-hmm. negative, you were okay. But if someone tested positive and you were around them, 
then you have to go into protocol. So I would that would happen right before games, and I would miss games and practices like two weeks at a time. And then from that point, it's hard to put somebody back into the rotation. They miss two weeks of practice and games. You know, other people have stepped up and done well. It's hard right. to just throw you back in there when other people are doing their job and doing it well. Yeah. And, I, and I'm pretty sure, you know, you're not at practice, so you can't get into any of any type of weight room or any of the practice uh, facilities, right? No. When that, whenever that, whenever it was like that with COVID, man, and you had to quarantine and get away, you couldn't do any, like, you couldn't come nowhere near the facilities, man. You had to quarantine for 14 days in your room, isolated away from everybody else, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. unless you have workout equipment in your room or something like that, then you're not really right. able to, to get it in how you should, you know? Yeah. So my last question to you before we wrap up, what is your greatest accomplishment as a basketball player? From all the ups and downs you had in your collegiate career, what was your best accomplishment? I think my best accomplishment, man, is walking that stage and receiving that diploma, man, because, like, I went through so much, like, as a basketball player that easily could have just taken me away from the academic part of it and, you know, taking me away. Like, I don't want to do it. I can't play. So why why continue? But I think that my injury and the transfer and the COVID situations, it, like, helped me mature in a way that um, I didn't think I would have matured without those things happening. So I think my degree, just finishing college, man, and continuing and, like, being in the position that I'm in now, uh, pursuing my master's, uh, GA, like, all those things, man, are the biggest accomplishments of being an athlete because I realized that there's more to myself and everything than dribbling a basketball and being a basketball player, you know? Right. Yeah. Most definitely. I most definitely understand that. I'm I'm glad. I'm most definitely glad you, you power through that, you know, that tough rehab process because that, that is a backbreaker right there. Most definitely. Cause you, by the time you started really rehabbing, you could have been back on the floor for conference play. Yeah, for sure, man. And it just like delayed the whole process. And, and through that whole process, it was just like a whole mental burden. Like, Yes. You know, I can't rehab how I want to. I'm thinking like I'm successful. I'm the best player. I'm the best player. And I can't even get the proper rehab. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a lot of things building up. So it's just I mean, but everything happens for a reason. And I'm grateful that those things happen like that, because I take my injury as like God sitting me down and allowing me to find purpose in other things other than just being a basketball player. So like I'm real grateful that the injury happened and the process was delayed and it, it just like, it helped me, like I said, helped me mature, man. Helped me grow as a person. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm most definitely, I'm glad. I'm glad God helped you just power through that mentally and physically most definitely. But um, that's, that's all that I got for y'all today. Most definitely on episode 12, we will most definitely be back. Well, I, my, I will probably within the next week or, two weeks i appreciate you man for hopping on for for 25 minutes man Most yeah no nah, for sure bro thank you for having me man uh i enjoy it, man keep doing what you're doing bro thank you thank you man i most definitely uh, appreciate you a lot man once again i will see y'all and y'all be hearing from me within the next two weeks <laughs>